being an entrepreneur is a spiritual path because you're learning so much about how to like step into the unknown, let go of what you can't control and you constantly have to work on yourself. Irene Yu is your podcast host. She's the founder of Female Entrepreneur and Me, an online community that brings together mighty female entrepreneurs. If you are a content creator, provide a service online, are a coach or consultant, then this podcast is about you. We talk about mindsets, strategies, tactics, and share our stories. Today, we have Haley Claire Bass to Female Entrepreneur and Me. She is a marketing and confidence coach for empathetic entrepreneurs. She's also based in Berlin, and we have her here today to talk about her coaching approach, how to combine business and intuition together. It is one of the most spiritual episodes that I have ever recorded so far. If you are also wondering how to integrate the two together, this episode is for you. Hello, welcome to our show, Female Entrepreneur and Me. Please introduce yourself a little bit to our listeners. Okay, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about this interview. Um, my name is Hallie, and I'm the founder of Hallie Claire Coaching. I am a business coach for empaths, healers, creatives, and folks who identify as highly sensitive who are trying to create a business from their heart and soul mission. Um, I studied marketing in uh, undergrad, and so that's kind of where I got my business mindset. But then in my 20s and 30s, um, I started on the spiritual path and I realized how challenging it has been as someone who identifies as highly sensitive to find my way in a world that is all about productivity and, you know, just seeing yourself as uh, like you are the product of what you do. And so I became very interested in topics like mental health and spirituality and personal growth. And um, following my entrepreneurial inclinations, I took all the things that I learned uh, in my time on my spiritual personal growth path, combined it with my studies in marketing and created what I now have as my coaching business. Why did you move to Berlin? So I love this question because every time I've moved somewhere in my life, it's always been sort of a, it's always been an experiment. There was never really a plan. Mm -hmm. And um, when I first learned about Berlin, it was very similar or I was hearing that it was very similar to where I was living before in the San Francisco Bay Area. There were a lot of tech startups. There was a lot of artists and creative people. The music scene was really booming here. And so I thought it would be a cool place to visit. And I always wanted to travel to Europe and possibly live in Europe because I'd grown up in North America my whole life. So um, when I felt the call, it, it took several years from when I first heard about Berlin and a friend of mine was visiting there to finally being like, okay, I'm going to take a visit. And I packed a bunch of things into a backpack and I arrived here in the summer almost two years ago in August of 2019. And I just really loved it. And I found housing quite easily mm. and I learned about the freelance visa and I just decided to stay and now here I am two years later. Cool. So one thing I always 
find very interesting. If you ask people in the US or from the US, they always say, oh, Berlin is a bit like San Francisco or Berlin is a little bit like New York. And I always wonder how can Berlin be like both of them? I mean, I've been to both cities too, but um, how do you think about that? Well, I guess um, I'm not so sure about New York because I only stayed there for like two months and I hated it because it's New York is a city that never sleeps. So I guess in that sense, you could compare Berlin to New York in that sense because mm -hmm. people like really party hard here and it is a bit of a city that never sleeps or at least it was before the pandemic. Um, so I would definitely say that I would, I would call both of this, these cities a place where people don't sleep because mm -hmm. it is an all night, late night type of city, which is mm -hmm. pretty cool. Um, but in terms of the size and everything, I think New York definitely still feels bigger. It still feels more, more capitalistic. I mean, that mm -hmm. has a reputation for being very capitalistic. And what I love about Berlin is that they still, although it's a growing city, that there's um, a lot of people and a lot of cultural diversity here, they still try quite hard to maintain a culture of artists and helping people to be able to live here who are not like hustling 24 7 and as i was speaking i just realized too i think a similarity between berlin and new york is also that there is a lot of diversity and something that i really love about berlin is the diversity i have friends from countries all over the world here and um i think i also feel that way when i go to new york there's a lot of cultural diversity there but with regard to San Francisco and the Bay Area, you definitely have that kind of startup scene vibe mm -hmm. here a bit. For a while, San Francisco was a city for the art and for creatives, and it's become a lot less like that because mm -hmm. of the Silicon Valley <laughs> bubble. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there's a similar energy in that you have a lot of entrepreneurs mm -hmm. um, coming to these cities to start something new, start something fresh, something sustainable. Uh, something that I really loved about living in the Bay Area is that people were really uh, environmentally minded. People wanted to create new ways um, of doing things in business. And there was a lot of conversations around consciousness and you see that Berlin is kind of opening up to these topics as well around consciousness around alternative healing mm -hmm. and um, you definitely have people here who are environmentally conscious as well okay so you mentioned about that you started to um, do coaching and in the beginning you were more focused on the business part strategy and stuff like that and how and when did you realize that the intuition part is also very important when it comes to building your business so i think what happened is that i joined my very first uh, coaching program four or five years ago now and I was participating in a group mastermind it was this process of really developing my voice developing you know what do I want to offer what is my uh, what is my coaching business going to be all about and unfortunately at the time the coach I was working with 
she wasn't really good at helping people with that. She was much more helping people with the strategy of how do you market yourself? How do you get your, how do you get clients? How do you build community? All things that are very, very important in a coaching business. But what I found really challenging was that I, I was still, as I was doing some of those things and executing some of the practical steps to building a business, I was still trying to figure out at the same time, what is my message? What do I want to mm-hmm. talk about? What do I want to coach people about? And it was kind of my own intuitive practice where I was trying different things out and trying out different messaging and trying out different offerings. And I realized that that is a very important piece of the puzzle as well. Um, and actually, it's important, especially for new businesses to really do that process at the same time as learning the steps to grow your business. So what did you do after? After, like, because you say this group must might told you a lot about the business side. And then, but then you realize you need, want to discover, there's still a lot of question there. So What did you do to fulfill those questions after? Yeah, so it was interesting. At the same time that I was in the business mastermind group, I was also studying something called intuition medicine in Salsalito, California. And so uh, it's actually a very challenging process to be in those two programs at the same time because one, I was like trying to grow my business that I didn't really even have. I was just getting started with. And then two, I was in this very deep transformational spiritual program where I was learning all these tools about how to connect with the healer within myself and going through these processes of unraveling these different parts of myself. And so Uh, After the mastermind was over, I took some time off from working with other coaches and I just kind of experimented with different offerings and um, I used my social media a lot as a way to kind of practice with all the different things I wanted to talk about. And then when did you start to develop your own understanding of this intuition coaching? It's hard to say like, when did you start? Because it's really always been a part of how I coach people at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, even though I started myself off as a business coach and I was working with people who were starting their businesses. I always had this element of let's start every call with a grounding meditation. When it felt like there was an opportunity, I would bring in some of these intuition tools to work with clients who were interested in learning them. So I always kind of had that as part of what I did with my clients, but not all of my clients were really like open to that or had that Mm -hmm. type of mentality. It wasn't until I did my first uh, group program, I think, which was probably um, now like a few years ago, I ran my first group program and it was an eight week uh, group coaching program that combined the chakra system, which was a system Uh, an energy body system that I had learned about in my intuition medicine studies. It combined that with the business and marketing skills that I had learned in my mastermind program and in my marketing studies. And it took people through this process of connecting with each of their different energy centers in their body and learning about how those relate to different ways that you would express yourself in business. And that was the first time 
where it was called Business Flow for Women. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time where I really kind of put myself out there as a spiritual business coach, if you will. And um, since you already mentioned chakras, so I, you also mentioned during our first initial call, and I would like you to go a little bit more deep into explaining what is like that and um, how how do you understand this and how do you implement into um, your coaching or if we just want to understand better this and how do we implement into ourselves also yeah so it's it's one of those things where it's kind of like i took the chakra system which is it's an ancient hindu system which has seven energy centers that line up along the spine and um, each chakra represents a different part of your self-expression. Expression. So your root chakra is at the base of your spine. And it's all about your security, finding security in life. It has to do with um, creating a sense of stability. It has to also do with your family roots. So in a spiritual sense, right, it's all about finding Mm -hmm. that sense of grounding and that sense of security. But Mm -hmm. from an entrepreneurial sense, when you're just starting out, you, you might feel very ungrounded. You might feel like you don't have that sense of stability and security. So what I would do with my clients is I would do these meditations to help them connect with that energy center to feel safe and secure within themselves so that when they're going out and leading their lives and maybe taking risks in their business, they feel more grounded and more stable and connected within their own energy center without having these necessarily these physical things in life that create that sense of security and stability. So it's really about having that internal feeling of mm-hmm. of connection with yourself so that you have an ability to then be more, take more risks, be more self-expressed and feel more alive in the journey of being an entrepreneur, which can be very scary sometimes, which can be very anxious invoking and can really take you out of um, a feeling that you know and you have a plan and everything's going to go according to the plan because we all know that things won't always go according Mm -hmm. to plan. Mm -hmm. So you have these tools, these meditations and these connection with these different parts of yourself to be able to then come back to that when things aren't working out. So well or you have to pivot or something happens like a pandemic and you're like I don't know who I am I thought everything that was going on in my life was going so well and now everything is completely different you come back to yourself you come back to the chakras you come back to this feeling of okay I can turn inward and that's what's the most important thing for me to do so that's just kind of a little piece of it Mm -hmm. Um, but it's definitely, um, that's why there was a whole eight week course because there were seven chakras. So each week we would go for a different chakra, which had a different theme relating to the self and also relating to, well, how does that show up in your life and in your business as an entrepreneur? Um, so you shared with me your five step, like 
aligning your purpose, find your voice and message, surrendering, letting go of the controlling, find your way. This is your five step. I hope I'm not missing any step. Um, can you walk us through this framework a little bit? Sure. Um, so it's actually not really like a linear path because there's always a zigzag road on the journey of entrepreneurship. And sometimes you get lost and you don't really know where you are, but you're always coming back to, like I said, you're always coming back to the self. You're always coming back to what can I learn from this process? And that's why the intuitive practices are so important because you're always coming back to, okay, what is my intuition telling me in this point in my business coming back to the intuition? So of course, aligning with your purpose has to do with deciding what is it that you want to offer to the world. And it could be a mixture of like a lot of different courses that you've taken or certifications that you've just done throughout your life because you wanted to learn different tools that could help you and now you're ready to help other people with the same struggles that you went through in life. So finding your purpose is really all about choosing the modality of services that you want to offer to people. And it's usually something that you have done your own your life or something that you've been certified in. And then finding your voice and your message is all about aligning with your values and what do you care about and how can you find a platform to talk about that? So whether it's social media, whether you're on Facebook or Instagram, LinkedIn, Clubhouse, you want to be starting to put your voice out there and share your message with the world and share the things that you're passionate about. Um, and that kind of, like I said, it's on a linear path. Sometimes you're trying to figure out what you offer by sharing things that you care about. And then you realize, I really want to offer this because I keep talking about it in all of my <laughs> content. And it's actually something that people are really loving. So maybe I want to do like a five-day free workshop on self-love because it seems to be really important right now. So um, this whole idea of finding your voice, your message, aligning with your purpose kind of happens simultaneously. Um, now, the surrendering and the letting go piece, like I said, it's kind of like you need to learn how to let go of control when you start off on your entrepreneurial journey because you really don't know what's going to happen. There are a lot of things that you can control. You can work with consultants. You can create a schedule for yourself. There are many, many ways to help yourself have control over how you show up for yourself, how you show up for your business. But at the end of the day, you don't know where your clients are going to be coming for when you start out in business and you don't know where your paychecks are going to be coming in. So you have to be able to let go of those expectations and continue to show up for the work without thinking that you can control how things are going to go. And then the more you can let go of that control and surrender to the process, the unfolding of yourself, of your soul, of your expression, I think the more you can actually attract the clients that are right match for you and attract more money and more abundance when you can let go of trying to control how everything is going to go. Um, and I know that can be challenging. That's why I always recommend mm -hmm. that you have some form of income when you start off. Maybe you have a part-time job or something like that so that you don't have to freak out about where your money's coming in for the first year or two of your business. Um, um, no, I'm, I also realized that, that um, somehow by letting go of your control really helps you to attract 
who are actually a right client student for you. I really, I think for coach, it's really important thing to know. Um, and it's, it's, so I totally agree with you that uh, a lot of us are probably all control freak. Um, all would like to, you know, um, want to close every of your convert, if you're a student or, uh, um, but sometimes it's, some of them are just not actually right. And, um, it's really a good way to, um, navigate through this. Yeah. Yeah. And that surrendering and that letting go of control, it also allows you to stop judging yourself. And, you know, because you might make mistakes, um, you, you are going to make mistakes, I guarantee it. So letting go of that control, it also allows you to be easier on yourself. Also allows you to stop judging other people and like not comparing yourself to where everyone else is on their entrepreneurial journey and being with where you are on your path. So that piece about letting him go of control. And that's why I say like being an entrepreneur is a spiritual path because you're learning so much about how to like step into the unknown, let go of what you can't control. And you constantly have to work on yourself so that you are not bashing yourself, not being hard on yourself uh, when things don't happen the way that you expected them to go so i think it's a really courageous path to take to become an entrepreneur and i think it's really helpful to have a coach because you are going to hit up against all these challenges and it's really good to have someone there to support you cheer you on help you get out of your own way and learn about yourself in the process yes and one thing that if you don't spend too much time to blame yourself that you are not doing, uh, doing it right or you're not good enough, you are not cut out to be. Um, I realize you save a lot of energy and time to actually focus on solving the problem rather than blaming yourself. Exactly. That's so, so one thing that I discovered very early in my entrepreneurship journey. Yeah, so usually I would always suggest my students um, do not spend too much time thinking about things don't work. Just focus on energy on how do you make it work. Exactly. And if something is not working, it's usually a sign that if, like, if you keep doing it the same, it's going to keep not working, right? So it's always a sign of an opportunity. It's always an opportunity when something is not working to try something new, try something different. And that's why ingenuity is such an important piece of being an entrepreneur because you have to constantly be trying to come up with new strategy and something else isn't working for you exactly so before we move on to our final question do you have anything that you didn't mention today you would like to share with us not necessarily i mean i think that the chakra program was something that i was doing when, um a few years ago and i don't necessarily use the chakra system anymore like with my clients i don't have that program anymore um but i still really like these pillars are still a, a, a part of what i offer in my coaching like you said finding your purpose finding your voice learning how to surrender coming back to the self and learning these different tools that you can use to connect with your intuition to ground and to really love yourself is there any reason that you didn't offer this program anymore or 
Is there any reason that you can share with us? Oh, just because I like to change it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I like that about biz- about having my own business is that I can yeah. just keep changing things and evolving things. And I actually started studying human design, and then when I started studying human design, that's a nine centered. So chakra system is seven centers. Human mm-hmm. design has nine energy centers. So then I started thinking, well, maybe there's more, and uh, I started incorporating a little bit more human design into my offerings. Um, yeah, so I like to just let my programs evolve with the new interests that I take on in my life. Okay, got it. Human design is also very popular. Um, saying that um, I, I see a lot of people are actually following that. Um, so maybe we should talk about this next time. Um, okay, so how do we find you online? So uh, my website is hallieclairecoaching.com, and you can sign up for a free call with me if you're interested in uh, my work. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm coach underscore Hallie. And uh, you can also find me on Facebook, Hallie Bass. And yeah, on my website, you can also, if you want to be on my email list, there is a, a free download that you can get of the meditation sanctuary recording so that you'll have that beautiful meditation to get you started on that journey inward. Cool. Thank you so much for coming to our show and sharing of your journey and um, your work. So um, I think it's time for us to say goodbye to our listeners. So thanks again. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. So now I would like to hear from you. What did you learn from this episode? What can you actually implement what you have learned today into your life or business? Not just thinking, but starting to take action. And also don't forget to go over on iTunes and leave us your review. Take a screenshot and share with at female entrepreneur me. See you next English episode. Bye.